I think that、um, for late stage startups, one thing that I would definitely look out for、um, is probably grit and the willingness to do what it takes to look outside a box.、Um, the way that startups have grown to the late stage is definitely not by doing things the conventional way. They usually want to be disruptive and different from their crowd to build value and also to get as many deals as they can. So I would say that like showing ways that you have in your previous projects. Had an open mind.、Uh, one of our credos is actually intellectual rigor, open mind, to really look for ways to think outside the box and do something different when you are faced with a challenge. I think that that's something that a late stage startup really looks for. For example, if you are trying to pitch a role or trying to have a company open up a role for you, I think it'd be helpful to even come up with a few ideas that. Uh, how you can improve their product offerings, or even if you have a, a spare couple hours,、um, you know, maybe do some sketches or put together a mockup if you really, really want the role and want to get their attention. What projects did you actually present to scale when you were going through the portfolio walkthrough, and what do you think made you stand out in in regards to even like some of the other applicants? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I would say that there were two. Main projects that I showed、uh, during my scale portfolio presentation, and then I had a couple other smaller projects that I put as a backup or appendix type style. The main project that I presented was. What's up, everybody? I'm Guo, and you're listening to the Not Just Pixel Show. There's a lot to learn as a designer. So in this show, I sit down with design professionals to understand how to grow as a designer and help you get that UX design internship or job. Let's get into it. Hi everyone, it's been a while since I've posted. Just been super busy with internship and also summer classes, but I'm planning to release more consistently. So before we start, I just want to let you know that the next four episodes will be a bit different. Well, I won't be hosting. Instead, the wonderful Mira will be hosting them. Mira is a recent graduate from California College of the Arts and has worked at LinkedIn and Apple as a product design intern before. Last year, she reached out to me and asked if she could join me on podcast creation. Now, though she's not working on it anymore, she helped me record four awesome episodes. Now, to caveat, the next four episodes are more focused on how each of these designers landed a role at their respective companies. So it's much more career and application focus, but I'm sure you'll learn a ton. Now, onto the guest introduction. Our guest today is Rachel Punsiri Wong, who recently joined the product design team at Terrascope, a smart carbon measurement and management platform. This episode was recorded a while ago, so this episode will focus on Rachel's previous role at Scale AI. Now, Scale AI, a late-stage Series E startup, is a data platform for AI that provides high-quality training data for leading machine learning teams. In this episode, you'll learn how Rachel landed a role at Scale AI, her tips for junior designers who want to join a late-stage startup, and even her specific presentation projects for her Scale AI interviews. So, without further ado. Here was Mina's conversation with Rachel Punsiriwong. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining me on my podcast, not just Pixels. I'm super excited to have you here today,、um, just to talk to you a little bit more about what you've been up to at Scale, and also learn a little bit more about your application process getting to Scale as well.、Um, so, before we begin, I just wanted to give you a chance to just introduce 
um, yourself to our listeners and also maybe give us a little bit of context uh, in terms of your background as well. Okay, thanks, Mita, <laughs> for inviting me to be on this podcast. Um, just as a bit of context, I graduated from the California College of the Arts last year, um, where I majored in interaction design and also studied art history. And right now, I'm a product designer at Scale AI, a late stage Series E startup that is quite dominant in ML space. Uh, we, we do everything from data labeling to helping teams around the world train their machine learning models as well as uh, increase the data quality. At scale, I primarily worked on a few different products, including Nucleus, which is a data management tool, um, as well as validate a model evaluation platform. At the moment, I'm working on some uh, initiatives to unify our different product offerings into a more unified suite. Great. Um, thanks so much for also just giving a little bit of context to our listeners in terms of kind of the type of projects you're working on as well. Um, obviously, AI and ML have been um, I would say like more niche spaces that designers haven't necessarily dived into as much until recently. So I was curious actually like what made you want to start exploring jobs in this specific space, especially right out of college? Yeah, I think um, when I was graduating, in a process of graduating, really wrapping up my senior thesis, uh, I just thought that would be a good time to think about what I wanted to work on um, after graduation. So it was sometime around April that I was looking up um, jobs in AI. When I was interning at Microsoft uh, over the summer before I graduated, I actually did some work around natural language processing for Microsoft Teams to learn more about building safer tools for uh, students using Microsoft Teams and during remote learning. Um, so I was just really fascinated at the potential of AI and I contacted a few designers and engineers at Scale AI to learn more when I saw that there was a mid-level role available. I didn't really expect much, but I had a couple conversations with them and had a referral put in for me, which I'm really grateful for. Um, and then following that, had a few rounds of interviews with engineers, designers, uh, PMs, really a, a whole like handful of people across different roles at a company, and uh, had a few rounds of like design challenges and portfolio interviews, uh, portfolio presentations as well, um, and ended up getting a role. Um, overall, it's been a, a really interesting ride. It's been a year and a half and I've been at scale since. Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that. Um, I think you mentioned that actually when you were applying, you reached out to a lot of people within scale to do a little bit of homework, um, just to learn a little bit more about the product space as well. Um, and then you mentioned that it was actually a mid-level role. So how did you feel prepared to actually apply for um, like a mid-level role with the experiences that you had coming out of um, undergraduate? undergrad. I'll yeah, that. for sure. Um, I think it was a little challenging at first, uh, feeling like I was prepared for a role that required three years of experience. I honestly came in with an open mind. I didn't expect much, but I did my homework. I researched um, almost every data task type that Scale has. Uh, we, we have pretty esoteric seemingly esoteric knowledge for many designers out there, like LiDAR tasks or radar tasks that um, we might not all be familiar with. So I, that's my basic homework, understanding a bit of what, it, what is AI, what is ML, and what scales interests might be. And then from that, I really spent um, several hours and honestly weeks just going through my portfolio presentation, making sure that by presenting to different types of people across um, my friend groups, like mentors, friends who are not in design and uh, designer friends, 
making sure that it was really cohesive and easy to understand. Um, so I would say it was like a few months of preparation overall, but um, it was just basic research and making sure I did my homework there. Yeah, and I think that kind of um, perfectly like pivots into my next question. I wanted to specifically ask you more about the application process. Um, I know you mentioned a little bit about how there were multiple rounds, um, including portfolio review um, and design challenge. So I wanted to just ask you if you could like break it down to the main stages and how did you prepare for it? Yeah, I think there were two main, there were three main stages that I remember. Um, the first one were, was definitely presenting my portfolio to the larger team at scale. At the time when I joined, there was only one other product designer who was still at company. Um, the rest of them were in hybrid roles of design engineers or brand designers. Um, and I think it was a really interesting team to present to because I wanted to make sure that my work was accessible and exciting to, uh, to various creatives at a company. Um, so for that specific presentation, I actually hosted a few um, internal presentations with my housemates and made sure that um, everyone was engaged and had questions to ask. And I wanted to make sure that throughout the presentation, I also made space after each project to ask if anyone had any questions. Um, a, a tip that I would share with anyone interested in applying is definitely keep at least five to 10 minutes at the end of your presentation just to make space for any Q&A, because sometimes you might end up missing a part or going over something that might not be super clear that you want to make space for people to clarify with you. And then there was also a really interesting thing that I did for the design challenge um, that I worked on with scale. Um, so it being a more remote uh, interview session just during COVID, I, I wanted to prepare uh, any tools that I might be able to use during a FigGem or Figma design challenge. One thing I did was actually create templates for things that I might want to use. So instead of drawing everything from scratch and um, leveraging like, you know, just random like text sizes or random boxes that I'm drawing on Figma, I actually created uh, some really nice boxes and, and text brackets that I could use at any point, even some two by twos that I would usually leverage in a design challenge. I think it really did impress my interviewer um, that I came so prepared. So that was the main thing that I worked on. The last thing that I think I really worked on when it came to my conversation with a PM at a company was around making sure that I embodied the values that a company had. Just having multiple rounds of conversations with everyone made me realize that in a super candid way, what this company valued. And I tried to show that I had these values and had stories to back them up as well um, from my personal experience. So I think it just appeared like a good cultural fit and I just seemed like an enthusiastic um, applicant for the role. Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that. I think one thing that I wanted to dive a little bit deeper on was the portfolio case study. I was curious, since you had limited experience working in this space, what projects did you actually present to scale when you were going through the portfolio walkthrough? And what do you think made you stand out in, in regards to even like some of the other applicants? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I would say that there were two main projects that I showed uh, during my scale portfolio presentation. And then I had a couple other smaller projects that I put as a backup or appendix type style. The main project that I presented was a Microsoft internship project where I worked on an anti-harassment tool on Microsoft Teams, leveraging some degree of natural language processing um, or natural language generation actually. 
because we were coming up with terms that would help people to communicate more effectively and healthily on, on uh, Microsoft Teams. One thing that I would keep in mind is that a lot of the skills that you might have in different industries, even if it's not directly relevant to the role you're applying in, is still highly transferable. And the key is to really figure out what are those modular parts that you can transfer into this new role. So for example, um, the user research skills that I acquired and worked on while at Microsoft involved talking to over 30 students and teachers around the world. Um, this was highly helpful to a late stage startup like Scale AI, who constantly wants to make sure that we're providing continued value to our customers. Um, being able to communicate that you can apply these skills anywhere in any context is really helpful. Another thing that I felt like was really helpful about my Microsoft presentation was around communicating design decisions really clearly between um, A and between B, just being super sure of how to communicate, how to research backed up that version A was better than version B. Um, I think that those are core communication skills that a design team really looks out for. And uh, even in the, the next hiring cycles that we have had since I joined the team, there were designers from like unrelated industries that honestly were able to execute on these skills really well that even if they had limited um, or pretty basic understanding of AI without much experience designing in it, it really didn't matter. But um, I would add to the fact that an, an enthusiasm and excitement about AI is still really important. Um, my other project was actually a really speculative project that wasn't super practical. It was actually a mo mobility project that I did at CCA um, during my, I think my junior year. And it was actually a post-pandemic mobility concept which involved um, this 3D sculpture that I did, like this 3D like vehicle that I worked on. That was a short video that was honestly really exciting. It was almost in the position of an autonomous vehicle client that Scale worked on. So I think um, even though it wasn't something that they could actually use in our value offerings, I would say that um, they knew that I was excited about the space. They knew that I had a wide variety of tools beyond just Figma um, and that I was willing and open-minded when it came to trying out different things. I think both presenting both sides uh, was really effective. I would just like definitely go for an edge and do something slightly different from the rest. I wanted to first get into like also like how big your team is and I guess when you were applying um, for I'm sure you were probably looking at like like um, a spectrum of different types of companies, but when you were looking at specifically applying to startups, um, did you know coming in that you were going to be receiving any type of mentorship? Like what were some things you were looking for in a job when knowing that you were applying for a startup? Yeah. Yeah, I think when I was applying for a startup, I didn't really expect a ton of mentorship um, in the same way that I experienced while at Autodesk or Dell or Microsoft and the way bigger places that I worked in in the past. But at some point, I, I felt like I really wanted a different experience. Um, I had really enjoyed my time um, as the first designer at a really early stage startup in 2017, where I worked on a fintech app for the food industry in Southeast Asia. So with that experience, I just felt like I had acquired some skills in building and maintaining design systems that I could use in this new um, startup environment that I didn't feel like I needed a ton more a mentorship. But what I was really grateful for is that there was really great design leadership at Scale AI, especially from the brand side at the time when I joined. Um, that's because I think the 
the person who chatted with me, Ty, actually, is is really um, a veteran when it comes to working in the startup space and and building beautiful experiences that are engaging and provide a lot of brand value to the company. Um, that was the specific type of mentorship that I was looking for. But aside from that, I think that my my coworker uh, Ida and myself were actually both just pretty autonomous for the for the rest of the time until we hired a manager pretty recently. Um, and then we also had some really great help from an interim manager, Anika, who really assisted us with uh, people-to-people mentorship. Overall, I felt like I didn't necessarily get the same amount of mentorship as I did in larger companies, but that's just expected with a late-stage startup. But um, I grew in different ways that I could not have honestly imagined. For example, learning how to be flexible and using the skill sets in my design toolkit in a way that um, I would not really have that leverage for if I were to be a, a, a designer in a much bigger team playing a smaller role. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I don't know how much you can speak to this specific question, but it seems like you have experience working at more early stage companies as well as well as like currently scale, which you would say is like a more late stage startup, as well as obviously more like bigger tech companies. But what do you think is the main difference between working as a designer at early stage versus maybe like a growth stage, which I would say is sort of like mid-stage versus like a late stage startup in terms of the type of responsibility you have? Yeah, I think that the biggest difference that I've observed across like an early stage to mid-stage or late stage startup, and given my limited experience and exposure, obviously, but I think it would probably be how decisions are made at these companies and how it trickles down to design. Um, if you're a designer at an early stage startup, you can expect to get a lot more leverage, a lot more strategic hand in really making some of these decisions on your own. Um, but also, I think the decisions are around me, like how do you secure investment? How do you get the word out about your product? How do you do the in- initial customer acquisition and testing of your concept? So I think the skill set that you would leverage as a designer in an early stage startup would be a lot more uh, even across like deck presentation decks and um, around like creating prototypes that you want to test with. Um, and then there's this like weird mix in the early stage side that you might want to create super high fidelity stuff to make it look real in your initial investment stages and getting the word out to your partners. Um, you can expect that there's a lot more turbulence where things are in early stage. Um, sometimes you might even end up changing your concept uh, over time just in the next in a few months that I worked at a company. And then in a later stage startup like Scale AI, I would say that it still has a few of those elements just because I think Scale in particular is a really, really fast moving startup. Um, but it's also really exciting in this way, except that how decisions are made are definitely around delivering continued value to customers instead of acquiring the initial customers. Um, we wanna make sure that they are continued to be happy. We have a subscription model that they will continue to keep signing uh, deals with us or, you know, obviously still trying to win pilots uh, with the teams around the world who work with ML. I think one thing that I've also experienced just a year and a half working at this company is that things are also a lot different from when I first joined. When I first joined, I was building the second version of Nucleus, which is a really exciting data management tool that's extremely powerful and probably one of a kind in the industry. But um, over time, we've, we've even renegotiated some of those brings with a nucleus and are looking to integrate it into a larger system right now. So like I would say that things are built a lot more quickly when 
the startup is a little younger, but at the later stage, you start to experience strain in some of the um, product experiences that you have, and then you start looking to how to make it a more formal experience. So um, overall, I felt like the decisions being made um, would probably be really different across these companies um, as a designer, and that's something that I found interesting. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. I think that really like was had a lot of like good eggs <laughs> or Easter eggs in there where like you mentioned um, thinking about like the business needs um, depending on what stage the company you're at as well as like how big your team is as well as resources. I think now moving on, I wanted to kind of ask you more about what do you think scale looks for in entry-level designers? So knowing that you're working at a late stage startup, I'm curious what you uh, have also noticed when you've also been part of like the recruiting cycle as well. Um, I think that um, for late stage startups, one thing that I would definitely look out for um, is probably grit and the willingness to do what it takes to look outside a box. Um, the way that startups have grown to the late stage is definitely not by doing things the conventional way. They usually want to be disruptive and different from the crowd to build value and also to get as many deals as they can. So I would say that like showing ways that you have in your previous projects had an open mind. Uh, one of our credos is actually intellectual rigor, open mind, to really look for ways to think outside the box and do something different when you are faced with a challenge. I think that that's something that a late stage startup really looks for. Another thing that I think the team or um, other late stage startups might look for is flexibility just being uh, someone who's okay with change and is able to help everyone around you anticipate that. So sometimes you might be working with two or three different teams and some of them might have different requirements and timelines that you would expect a month ago, but a month has passed and now it's like a whole different skills, a whole different um, set of requirements and timelines. The trick is really investing time and into building those relationships that you have to different teams and ensuring that they know that you'll be an effective communicator. So reflecting, um, you know, learning how to set priorities and communicate when things have changed is something that I think is really attractive to a late stage startup hoping for entry level position. And last but not least, I actually think that showing that you are really enthusiastic about a role um, really works. I would say that even if faced with a rejection or even with faced with, you know, some hesitance on, um, on, the, on the hiring manager side, the best thing to do is to actually ask them, you know, if like there were things they could have talked more about or if there were, if there were things they could have done differently and just keep the relationship going. Um, keeping in mind that almost every designer hiring for a position is actually every designer is human for now. <laughs> and I think that that's, that's helpful to know that, you know, you just want to connect with a fellow human uh, during the interview process and just be yourself and show your unique interests and skill sets. For designers out there who are looking to um, join a startup that's not actively hiring, do you have any tips on how um, they can um, kind of put, their, put themselves out there and get noticed by um, hiring managers and what can they do to kind of stand out? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, when it comes to getting in touch and trying to stand out to a company that isn't actively hiring at the moment, I would definitely recommend trying to find a warm connection into this company. 
So I would recommend looking at your um, your extended social network, including your alumni and your friends to figure out if there is someone that can connect you to someone who works at a company and maybe buy them coffee and have a conversation with them. I would also recommend going to events that they're hosting. So for example, if you know that they're hosting an AI event like Scale Desk uh, every last Thursday of the month, um, I would definitely check out those events and try to meet a few people. Another thing I would recommend is just a classic um, LinkedIn reach out method where you just send a really sincere message showing that you are really admiring their work and are interested in learning more about what they do. One thing that I would keep in mind as an entry-level designer, I was in, I was definitely in that sh those shoes as well. Um, I, I, th I think that it'd be good to remember that these are really busy people with, with um, a lot of things that you're probably working on. And I think being respectful of their time and also offering to um, showcase, you know, like some things that you can do for them would be really helpful. For example, if you are trying to pitch a role or trying to have a company open up a role for you, I think it'd be helpful to even come up with a few ideas that uh, how you can improve their product offerings, or even if you have a, a spare couple hours, um, you know, maybe do some sketches or put together a mock-up if you really, really want the role and want to get their attention. Um, honestly, I think it, there's never a closed door at any of the companies that you want to join. Um, the trick is really just to be ready when the opportunity opens up. No, I think those are great points. Um, and I think it's also interesting what you brought up around specifically even taking the time to uh, talk a little bit more about how you can provide value to the team and um, maybe improving on their current service offerings or even like taking the time to even sketch out different ideas for them um, as well. I haven't like actually heard that before. And then the last thing that I wanted to just ask you is, I think we kind of already touched on this, but what are just some general tips or advice you have to specifically new grads um, who are looking to work maybe at a late stage startup? Yeah, I definitely recommend it. I think that if you have um, previous experience uh, in some ways where you're working at a bigger company and knowing how to communicate and do design workshops or build and maintain a design system, that would be really helpful because I think when you go into a startup, you just like kind of stress testing all the skills that you've used and you get to think on your feet and um, are able to grow a lot. I would say that if you have not felt like you've had that design system experience or really have worked in a bigger team in the past, it would be good to try that out before going super small. Um, so a late stage startup or a mid-sized company or a larger company is a, is a good idea for an entry level or new grad designer looking to have their first job in the space. Um, another thing that I would also recommend is that when you're working in a startup, there are so many people that you can get to know, especially your PM, your design manager and fellow designers, as well as engineers and other people you're collaborating with. I think there's always a tension between a designer and all these different roles. To some extent, as an early, like early stage designer, you might feel like or early stage designer, an entry-level designer, you might actually feel like there is a bit of tension navigating these different relationships, but always look at them as uh, your friends that are all trying to achieve a common goal. I think just meeting people where they're at um, as humans and then communicating frequently and building relationships with people is it has honestly helped me so much. Um, and then just making sure that you set priorities together to make sure that um, everything you're working on is for mutual benefit. Yeah, I would say like apply the UX skills that you have in 
caring for users towards even caring and building relationships within your really fast growing team. So that's what I would recommend. Thanks so much, Rachel. I think, yeah, even in the in that last answer, I thought what really stood out was um, your context around what your previous experiences can also help with um, in terms of like specifically you mentioned like design systems. If you have experience like working with even building up design systems and um, even hosting workshops, things of that sort, that will definitely give you more of an edge in terms of um, how comfortable you will be working at a startup. So I think that's definitely like good context to have as well, especially for recent grads who might not have also as much experience. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your time. And again, before we say goodbye, my name is Guo, and you've just listened to the Not Just Pixel Show. And I'll see you in the next episode.